are at the start of this episode. I'm doing physical comedy. Do you think it's a good way to introduce myself on a podcast? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a terrible way. Well, we're being very open about our emotions. I think you should use audio to introduce yourself. The air is tight in here. I think I think it's the air is scented like whatever just sprayed. It smells nice. I, it's a Glade warm flannel scent. Did you say warm flannel? Yes. <laughs> is that what's been in here the whole time? No, it was uh, cashmere woods, and now it's warm flannel because those are the types of scents that I like. Thanks, Glade. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam, and I'm confused about cashmere woods. I guess when you go out into the woods and you're wearing cashmere, that's what it smells dun-na-na, like. Dun-na-na, 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 Doing that Puff Daddy song? Dun-na-na. Godzilla? Yo, yo. I don't know any of the words of that. Yeah, I don't I, don't I remember know Jimmy Page was in the video. Yo, yo. Huh? I don't know that he says yo, yo. Who? Puff Daddy? Puff Daddy, Sean Diddy. Oh, I don't know. Hanging out in the city combs. I don't remember any Puff Daddy song right now. For some reason. <laughs> Seems like yesterday we used to rock the show. I laced the track you locked. <laughs> I just think about Sting standing on stage. I'm sorry that, that you just think about Sting. <laughs> all the time. There That's are many other things that I would rather be doing with my time. Sting is absolutely never part of my, my time. I don't ever place specific time out there for Sting. Only one I hear. Every breath you It's a, not a good song, so I just think because Sting it. did the live thing with those people, and he's just like standing there all awkwardly. <laughs> and I heard that he said like a Grammy performance or that something. That he was awkward because he's used to holding a bass. Mm-hmm. Which why wouldn't you give the man a bass in that? Because he didn't play bass on the song. So he'd still that bass line's still in the song, right? There should, I would think so. Yeah, he should have been jamming on it. I think it's always better to. And then Shaggy would have come out. Play like, live music. Shaggy? Yes, Sting and Shaggy are doing a thing now. My mind is connecting dots. It's like that Kevin Bacon game. I wonder if they actually have done something together before, Sting and Shaggy. They're oh, doing wait. something right now. Oh, yeah, you have told me about that. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are here to uh, review an album that I suggested to Sam. To me. And we listened to the Black Album by Jay-Z. Apparently not as many times as we said that we would, but <laughs> that I happens. slacked this week, yes. <laughs> That's okay. I understand. Um, I've just never not met my minimum, but I thought that you set your minimum kind of high. I've never. I, there's a few times I haven't met the minimum. But see, we were having a conversation earlier, and I feel the opposite now. I feel like listening to things only three times isn't enough to get past my prejudices and see if I actually like it. So I listened to the Black Album a lot this week like more times than I can count and I know that that's a conversation for later but I just think that that's something that I personally need to step up step it up step it in let me begin and Sam's stepping down I just did on this one I don't know why just weren't into it you weren't feeling it and that is okay I'm not mad you're just angry (laughs) I know how to get glad. Isn't that a don't 
get mad, get glad. Isn't that a commercial? Sure is. For some reason, I just thought of that pine saw lady as soon as you said with the eyeballs. <sighs> that pop out of her head. That's not the same lady. There's a the lady who does the pine saw commercials was a crazy lady, but then there was another lady who was in the Guinness Book of World Records. That's the same lady who I went thought. on. No, you're just racist as, as fuck. No, I thought she I remember was, talking about her being in it. Well, you may have talked about something before. No. It doesn't mean that it's correct. I remember. I, I'm probably just making this up, but I thought I remember seeing her talking about it. Like it's gotten me work. I thought that they were two different people. I don't know. They might be. Maybe I just heard her say it's got me work, and then I thought, oh, that's by the pine saw lady. Because only one person in my mind can stick their eyes out like that. The lady who could uh, pop her eyes out, she went on a circuit to all of the daytime talk shows when we were younger. So she would just like pop up everywhere pop for up a while. Pop out. Pop up and pop out. <laughs> so I remember them taking measurements of how far the eyeballs Ramey stuck out. That's not interesting to me. Yeah, it is. I think if the eyeball comes out past your socket and where it's supposed to be resting within your eye, I, any amount is too much for me. Popping the eyeballs all the way out? Fuck you. It's an amazing talent for that one interested. gag. It makes me gag. So let's move on to the Black Album by... Oh, we're getting into it. Je. Uh, isn't that what we should do? Or do you have some stories that you want to tell? No, I have nothing to say. You want to talk? <laughs> nothing interesting has happened. Ah, so this album was released in November of 2003. This was supposed to be a retirement album. Jay-Z talks throughout the entire album about this being the end, him leaving, basically him dying, him fading to black. So no one should ever talk about how it's the final thing, especially when never the final, thing? especially when you're you are young. He's in uh -huh. his 30s, like early 30s when he did this. So he was not. Plan There's no way he was planning on doing it because it only took three years for his next album to come out. Do you think it's and actually no, because the following year is the collaboration album with Linkin Park. <laughs> and then I think he did an uh, MTV Unplugged album as well. Oh, really? Or VH1, whatever, huh. fucking took over. With people playing instruments? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. You should probably check that out. Um, I was going to say, do you think it's a cash grab when people do that? When they do the what? Time? It's the final thing. It's the final album. Da -da -da -da. Da -da 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 -da. A publicity stunt? No, a cash grab. Do you think they're like... Because they know they're going to sell more. Well, he definitely did. And the following album was considered not only low selling, but one of his worst, if not... Quality-wise? Thought of as the worst album. Huh. And then this one was pretty highly regarded by critics for the most part. Not everyone, but for the most part, it was. I just keep thinking of... Other bands that have done it for like tours. I mean, Kiss has done it. I don't know how many times. Ozzy has done it. I don't know how many times. Garth Brooks has done it. All kinds of people have done it. Seems like it's an easy way to be like, all right, I know how to get Capitalize. everyone to buy a ticket. Uh huh. It's the last time. And it's not. It never is because I have expensive tastes. <laughs> I wonder if it's that or they just realize they think I'm going to 
take time off and stop doing this. And then they try to and they just can't because they've done it for so many years. I'm sure that is part of it in most of them. And it's that sickness that you talk about that just pulls them back out. You don't just put something away that is that deep in your body, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see some musicians that were just more of like a used as a tool, not grew up like this is what I want to do. But, you know, people that actually created and did things for themselves. You can't just you can't just put that away. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna go crazy. You'll just stew around, and then in your head you're just gonna be going. Yeah, I don't know why he ever. That I just don't feel like he was ever really contemplating retiring. He probably was for like that time, that little area, and everyone's like, "Yeah, Jay, yeah, Hova, <laughs> you gonna Jay Hova." Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Jehovah. Like Jehovah? Is that what it's from? It's uh, it's definitely a God okay. reference or uh, Yahweh. So this leads me to, he works with Kanye West, right? Yeah, Kanye produces two songs on this album. Okay, when we get to those, I'd like to know what they are. And oh, doesn't it, he call himself Jesus? Later, or I should say like around within the last handful of years. Huh. It's very funny that they they do what the Beatles did. Easy. <laughs> and akin themselves to a god. But they don't say that they're more popular than God. Yeah, they, they straight say up they, say they that they are, are God. god. <laughs> and it's interesting because Kanye really broke out around this same time. And this album was nominated for a Grammy. And so is Kanye's album. And Kanye's album won. Oh, really? Yeah. Against this album? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, Jay-Z got the girl that Kanye wants. So I'd oh, say Jay-Z won that. And battle. I think they felt bad for not letting him win this because the next album that came out that was considered not nearly as good, and when I looked at it, I didn't know any of the singles. That was what won a Grammy for him. Huh, interesting. So, so I think it's just like, he's back, we feel bad. We didn't give this to him last time. Well, so. he's back. We feel bad. The whole idea was to do, from what I read, and this could be incorrect, but from what I, according to what I read, he wanted to have different sounds throughout the album on different songs. So he used he a does. he used a lot of different producers. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah, and, and I it think shows. Uh huh. It shows. I could tell that just listening to it, not knowing anything. <laughs> mhm. And it was it was only recorded in four different areas, but it was still. Around the U.S., like Detroit, New York, I think California. Cali. So let's get into the Black Album. Again, this was released November 2003. We were seniors in high school. Ah, it's the 1994 of the 2000s. And here we are starting off, as a lot of R&B and hip-hop albums like to do, with an interlude. I'm going to say this. This is, can't it can't be an interlude. An interlude is something that comes in the middle of something. It's up. Oh, okay. It should be called an intro. Not an interlude. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, Jay-Z fucked up on that one. <laughs> and the other night when I was uh, researching uh, what we were going to be 
And this is someone named Just Blaze who produced it. I don't know. Oh, Just Blaze? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Blaze, who Jay-Z talks about quite a bit on songs that Just Blaze. I mean, he'll say his name. He always says people's names. Did you look at the uh, uh, lyrics? Yes, I did. Did it help anything? Yeah, it helped a lot. It helped me decide which songs I enjoy and which songs I think are lacking. Uh-huh. And I mean, I guess now is a good time to get so I told you earlier that I didn't. I thought his flow was kind of boring. And I yeah. I thought he was kind of monotone. He has a lot to say. Listening to the lyrics, it made it feel less that way. So this third round of listening was uh, once again easier. Yeah. It does get easier, but I think that that interlude was unnecessary. And now we're going to roll into the next track, the first song, which is December 4th. Now, we both listened to this for the first time on December 4th. (laughs) Oh, see, I've never heard this song. Uh, I listened to this one time all the way through, but it didn't didn't register until I was really listening to it, and it was weird. Because for me, it was in the morning. Got in my car, started the album on the way to work, and this is weird. What, this voice thing? It sounds like Curtis Mayfield, the whole... I think it kind of sounds like Aziz, I'm sorry. No, I just meant the music. I really dislike the mom parts in this album, or the song, I'm sorry, because her parts are very... The timing's weird, that it's just spoken word. Because <laughs> there's no actual chorus. chorus. The choruses are just weird things that the mom decided to say. I, I do think it's weird, but I understand why he wanted to just because. Because it's telling his story. I'm on the track. Yeah. Well, and Even at the end of the album, when he's like, Mom, can you believe you made it? A part in here where I have a problem with what she says. Right here. At four, he taught himself how to ride a bike. A two-wheel at that. Isn't that special? But... Okay, so I'm going to stop that for a second. Isn't that special? First of all, that's not a funny fucking story. Because she's like, and the funny story is, he taught himself how to ride a bike. And a two-wheeler at that, that's what a fucking bicycle is. It's funny curious. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean teaching himself isn't that special that he taught himself how to ride a bike i didn't teach myself how to ride a bike i was taught how to ride a bike aren't you special so you had like training wheels and stuff i did have training wheels huh you didn't have training wheels no i specifically remember having i don't remember having training wheels i mean maybe i did but i don't i remember getting a bicycle and it was just a bike and i remember crashing it a lot and having to, ju- I mean, I just had to get myself on it and do it. So, yeah, I think I kind of taught myself how well, to ride a bike. Well, like Jay-Z's mother would say. I don't think that, that makes me special. I think a lot of kids teach themselves how to ride fucking bikes. I think a lot of kids have training wheels. I think a lot of kids just don't necessarily have the parental guidance and do have to kind of figure things out on their own. Because she, I mean, dad wasn't around. Maybe she so. knew... Maybe she knew Barry down the street couldn't ride a bike on his own. She was like, yeah. 
I don't know. I just wanted to call her out because I didn't think that that was a funny story. I'll go back into it's it. It's definitely not funny. Me and my husband. Unless you consider it curious in that way. But I really hate the choruses. I enjoy the sound. I like the like seventies sounding music. Yeah, it sounds like Curtis Mayfield to me. Uh-huh. A couple songs in here that sound like Curtis Mayfield, and I love Curtis Mayfield. I do too. I, uh, this is an example of songs throughout the album that I like more. That I actually like throughout the album, where he talks about his life and actually what was going on and how he felt about things. Mm-hmm. Then there's other types of songs later that are just kind of like boring subjects to me, like Threat. I mean, it's got some funny stuff in it, but yeah. it's kind of, I don't know, lyrically dull to me. But I like these lyrics because it just explains. Uh-huh. He's, I think he's known for being a good lyricist, and I would agree. I think because I also read things about how he was known, he started becoming more known for his writing when there are people who are more like Common and Talib Kweli who are more known for being like prolific with their writing and being more about making a change and not about flashy shit. And there were some critics who didn't like this, thought that he was kind of too far away from his roots. And had gone because he had done. I don't know if you know, like Big Pimp and we Spin and G's. That was before this. So he went when he started. I guess his first album or first two albums were supposed to be more. Well, no reasonable doubt, which is when he started, was I think supposed to be more like intelligent the way he wrote and there are a couple times throughout this where he talks about how he had to like dumb things yeah, down to make money time. and shit that's what I was the whole time you were saying that perspective is whack I've been saying this all week you can't respect that your whole perspective is whack you know I want some cheese in that soup and if you can't respect that your whole perspective is whack <laughs> Yeah, I got a new debit card, and I forgot to put the info into the Netflix account, and we had to put that into the Netflix account. And if you can't respect that, then your whole perspective is whacked. And if you don't make the payment, then the screen will go black. (laughs) (laughs) No, you cannot stream. (laughs) So, yeah, I enjoy the verses, but I do not like the choruses at all. Just because it's mommy talking? I just don't like... I don't like the whole flow of it. The timing is weird. Uh, she's not saying she's... anything that's rhyming or anything. It's just... No, she's just a talking. And I can tell that they also took her talking and like cut it shorter and like fit and it of, in, yeah. in places. Yeah, you can kind of hear I agree that it's weird, but I understand why he did it. Yeah. He just wanted to have his mom on something forever. Well, he... Since he's put out many albums since, because I think this was like album eight or something for him. He has since put out like 14 albums. He's How many albums does he have? Like 14 is what I mean. I, oh, that's what oh I mean. okay. He put out four. I'm, yeah, I said that he wrong. He put out 14 That's my bad. Out. I was like, what the fuck? No. So he's put out like six albums since then. And huh. the, well, I swear he said he was done on this one. Yeah. <laughs> many times he contemplated it. Do you think when he does these live, he goes... No, no, I said I wasn't going to be back when I'm back. No, because I think he only does a couple hits from this, Probably like I assume. like Problems. And Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Yeah. That makes sense. Let's right. go into we what... We gotta move on. What more can I say? 
<laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's like he had something in his throat. Turn the music up. Turn me down. I'm feeling myself. Let's go get him again. I think it's funny that it's rappers like to leave him. Studio stuff like Brooklyn Hey, can you turn up. the guitars up? <laughs> turn those guitars up, thank you. It's good, but it's long, this hood, but it's pop, it's hot, but it's strong. Let's see. So what should I write down for this song? What's your opinion? I know that he says barrel, like barrel. Yeah, he changes that pronunciation quite a lot. I think it's hilarious when rappers or any lyricist does that. When they just say something slightly weird just to make it work. Yeah. Funny to me. Well, Almost I, lazy. Like I said, there are, there are multiple times in Jay-Z's career where he has tried to rhyme the word breakfast. And it fucking bothers me because he, in my opinion, has fucking failed. What is I've heard it on at this least one? twice. I don't remember. Uh, Ah, I can't remember. It's a 99 problem, so we'll get to it. Because I know that he's like, my homie Strick, tell me to finish your breakfast. But that's the end of the rhyme. So I can't remember what the first part of it is. Oh, this guy's the, this guy's the star to me in this song. I hate this part right here, though. Which part? That, all that, those runs. Yeah. Oh, really? But I do like the R&B of this. But if you actually listen to the lyrics in this, this is just Jay-Z praising himself and sucking himself off. Oh, well, yeah. That's a, Saying that he's the, the staple, greatest. Right? Uh, yeah, it just, it's really heavy because he's like, I'm going out and don't forget that I'm the greatest. And this is like, <laughs> and it's nuts. It's nuts to say like people who you love, who inspired you and be like, yeah, you inspired me and you're great, but I'm greater I'm the, than you. I'm the greatest. That's crazy. Yeah, you said it on the last podcast. I am not good with taunting yourself like that. Like, I'm the best. I'm the blah, blah, blah. It just rubs me wrong. I much more prefer when an artist is like, I want to die. I hate myself. But the confidence is a part of this thing. Uh, I like that line where he's talking about, he says, yeah, and I don't wear jerseys, I'm 30 plus. Give me a crisp pair of jeans. Expletive. Butt nuts. I love it that he's like, I don't look like that. I'm on my, I'm my 30s, dummy. There's another song where... Talk about the chrome wheels? That happened where he talks about, I think it's changed clothes. Where they talk about, he talks about kind of stepping your game up, and I read that like it affected jersey sales for a little bit. Because <laughs> he was just like, stop doing that, like wear suits and shit, like you're yeah. a man. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's right. I mean, I'm in my 30s and I still dress like a boy, like a homeless boy. But you know that it's worse than when you do dress nicer. And when you dress nicer, you know you look better than wearing pants with holes where your dick can oh, flop yeah. out and just paint splatters <laughs> everywhere. If I didn't have a job, I would probably Truck look nicer most liner. of the day. I'll say this again. The music on this album, most of the album, I did enjoy. Yeah. There's like one or two songs that I thought the music gets a little cheap. Or a little 
I don't know. Repetitive and TLC songs that I could have akin it to because I know there's like one TLC song that I remember getting the same feeling like, oh, yeah. They didn't really kind of care about this one. And this Digging on you. Might have been. Probably, yeah. might, probably I was. Think that's what you said. Yeah. It just gave me that same feeling. I love that though. So he's referencing other people who have been shot and I ain't animated like Busta Rhymes. I have to agree. Nobody. I think this whole end was kind of corny. Oh, yeah. I think the whole end, even before, especially, fuck this, and then drops the headphones. <laughs> just probably just takes them off like you did and just clacks them together. Yeah, yeah. fuck this. <laughs> yeah. That's all that it was. But uh, I'm not even that it's corny when the music stops too. But I think the whole end is corny because like he was, all of a sudden he just lengthens the ver that verse by yeah. like four times and it's, it's just unnecessary. And it almost sounds like he's scrambling to say stuff like it's him making sure that he gets himself all the way off at the end. <laughs> The music's done, but he's like, no, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite... Oh, 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 oh I'm there. It's like a kidney to coming. That's funny. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what more can I say? All right. Rolling into the first song on the album that is produced by Kanye West. Oh, Encore? Encore. All right. Lay it on me, Kanye. Oh, really? This has such a Kanye sound. If you knew Kanye... I fucking like this sound. I like, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like Curtis Mayfield to There's me. There's a again, reason though. why people like Kanye. Because if you, when you include like the lyrics and see how, hear how stupid it is. But I mean, there are songs by Kanye that aren't bad. I just hate Kanye as a person. As a person. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like Curtis Mayfield again to me. And I, I even wrote, the music grabbed me immediately. Mm -hmm. Which now that I know it's Kanye, I'm going to have to, uh, I don't know, rip my eardrums out. I don't know, i got to stop being so jaded about stuff anyway. And Especially when you don't really know the music. You're not familiar with Kanye by his music. You've seen like that stupid SNL performance that he recently did where he dresses as a water bottle. Yeah, but that was funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, you don't know him as actually being like a good rapper who makes good songs. No. Is he a better producer, though, than a, a rapper? Like, beats and stuff? I can't say. And a lot of people do think that he is great. I like that side. Oh, and then the backing vocals. Uh, I wasn't familiar with two other people who did them because I don't know who they are. But Kanye and John Legend are Jesus himself. Jesus himself. Oh my! Wait, Jesus and Jesus were singing at the same time. And Jehovah. Oh, it's too much God for me to handle. <laughs> For the record, was John Legend can suck my fucking dick as Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ Superstar. I think Jesus Christ could probably suck your fucking dick. Oh, I'm not going to get on that fucking train. People can do whatever they want, but he sucked as Jesus. The way that it sounded coming out. I did say something about I mean, If he wants to dress like Jesus and do it, I don't care. No, his voice was so wrong for it, I knew it was going to be awful. 
but that was that my guy? first experience, full-on experience with JCS. With, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, because I've never seen the actual one. You sang it to me, or oh, around yeah. me. And that's coming up in an episode eventually. Yeah, we need to <laughs> burn some soundtracks and shit in here, too, because I definitely listened to soundtracks growing up oh, and Greatest God. Hits albums. Oh, it's just a lot of crowd stuff here. Yeah, they knew they could have shortened the song, but they were like, hey, let's put a bunch of stuff at the end for no reason. That's the thing that I... Just a really self-indulgent, I think. Isn't that just part of the whole genre veneer to it? I don't. I, I guess so. Just being tough and looking tough. Don't fuck with me. I'm I'm bad. I got game. I'm so not that person. I'm not either. That it's like I can't even imagine writing that way. I'm sure there are rappers that don't write that way, though, right? Yeah, there and are. Even he doesn't rap that way sometimes. Correct. Like in the first song, December fourth, he's not really sucking his own dick. He's just kind of telling you what who he is. What happened? Do you know? Yeah. Do, do, do. I can't. Uh, Kanye West, huh? Kanye produced that song. Interesting. That was one of the songs that I gravitated towards solely because of the music, and I like that guy. Oh. What the hell are you waiting for? Well, I think all of the songs are sampling other songs. None of none of the songs on here have original beats. And some of them are multiple. I mean, I think like there was one that Eminem made. Really? <clears throat> yeah, there's a huh. song that Eminem and someone Eminem oh. and another guy who is a Detroit based um, Oh yeah, guy. I didn't think about Mr. Eminem being Mr. Mathers being part of the Detroit thing. Yeah. So I, and th- that guy did uh, Eight Mile with Eminem. Wait a minute. I guess. Okay. So other Detroit guys. Does that mean Ted Nugent? No. Oh, okay. I don't think anyone wants to get involved with Ted <laughs> you Nugent. Ted Nugent and Jay Z working together. <laughs> no, I truly cannot. I don't think that that would ever fly. Jay Z is very progressive. He would not be into that sort of thing. Hey, man, what do you think about this one? I'm the greatest. Oh, yeah, when I went to go see him live. It would just be, I'm the greatest. No, motherfucker, I'm the I'm greatest. The greatest. <laughs> I'm the greatest motherfucking guitarist there is. Well, isn't that him and Kanye at the same time? <laughs> well, their relationship isn't quite as it is used it to be. Is it strained? It's been strained. Well, when you're... Best friend is having sex with your dream girl. You get kind of upset. <laughs> I don't. I know nothing, and I know that. <laughs> but it's kind of obvious because he has come to Beyonce's defense enough times. Yo, Beyonce had the greatest video of all time of all time. All right. No, that's not true at all. I do. Let's go to the first song produced by the Neptunes, which I don't think that you're familiar with who the, the Neptunes are. The Neptunes. Are. The Neptunes include motherfucking Pharrell. Okay. Pharrell started as a producer. Gotcha. With the Neptunes. They were like a production group. Interesting. This is the song I was talking about where I, one of the songs, I feel like it takes a dip. Uh huh. And it's like the sounds are real. This was the first single that was released really? to carry this album. What? Uh huh. What? No, this one's this one took a dive for me. It's and a lot of people who like Jay Z's more artistic side 
aren't as big of a fan of stuff like this. Yeah, but lyrically, it's... And this is the song where it's kind of like, grow up and get your shit together. This song is? Yeah, because it's, you know, stop wearing jerseys, wear nice clothes, fucking, like, change your shit, move on. This guy. Pharrell. That's Pharrell. That's the Pharrell sound. That, this whole song is a Pharrell sound. But that guy singing is Pharrell. Uh huh. Well, he used to do stuff like this a lot. He would produce I don't know what he does and now, put his so. sounds on it. He Wait, didn't he do tacky? He did happy. He actually, oh, sorry. Weird Al is tacky. He went from being a producer to being an NERD, <laughs> which is a, oh, nerd. a hip-hop rock sort of okay. uh, band that he was in, and then he branched out on his own. He still produces stuff for people. Then he invested he has a in a brown hat. <laughs> I love my pop culture references, and I barely know fucking anything. Um, so the, this is that, that girl, I promise you. Part, it's so P funk. It's very, very P funk. I wonder if this is. I'm referencing the Genius website. Oh, oh here we go. This is not sampling anything. This is. See, it doesn't have that sound to me either. It sounds like they made it, but it's very chintzy to me. Chintzy sounding. I mean, I like the sounds, but... Just a simple... A piano. I don't know. No bra on the bus is so necessary. Well, that was good, Sam. Thank you. I like how you made it a point to say something even though you had no idea what you were going to say. And then it threw me off completely. I something about a being necessary. That part has been in my head a lot. A lot. Young hope in the house is so necessary. No bra with that blouse is so necessary. I'm so glad you explained the Jehovah thing to me. I was like, what is Hova? I mean, I know it sounds like Jehovah. And I never went, oh, Jay. <laughs> Jehovah. You know, I never made that. I don't know, centimeter leap. That was right there in front of me. <laughs> Imagine leaping a centimeter. All right, I'm going to try right now. Okay, guys, I guess I have to narrate while you turn your radios up. He just looked like a, a toddler having a tantrum, just stomping in place. Things aren't set in place well enough for you to stomp around here. My knee hurts, Michelle. Sorry. This is like the Jay Farrow impression sound. Boy. I'm gonna have to listen to that Jay Fair impression now and see if it's funnier to me. See how good it is. There, yeah. yeah. Any most people who do uh, Jay Z impressions do a pretty good job because he is pretty, you know, ridiculous. Uh, and girl, he I calls you no substitute. <laughs> uh-huh. Sexy, sexy. I, I like it more. Uh-huh. Wait, what's that from? Sexy, sexy. That sounds real familiar now that you just said it alone. 
It's spin from something else. Things. Anyway, what did you got to say before I threw it off? Oh, I don't remember. Just that once again, I'm craving a sweet potato. A, sw- oh, a yeah, baked been, sweet potato. Been sweet potato in it. Uh, it's like dessert. It's basically a dessert with uh, some cinnamon and brown sugar and butter on that motherfucker. Yeah, it's like I'm eating dessert. It's amazing. It. And if if and there I was a way of having all vegetables be taste like dessert, then you wouldn't have to worry about having dessert and bread and all that stuff that like makes you fatter. If you could just have like glazed carrots, which you don't like because you don't like cooked carrots. Nope. Glazed carrots taste like candy. I don't it's wanna, amazing. I don't want to eat candy while I'm eating a meal. I want to eat meat. Well, I do eat meat. Yeah, I don't want candy while I eat. I don't know. When you say it like that, it doesn't make it any more appealing to me. I understand where like, you're coming from. I could also pour some sweet tarts on the plate and eat those too. Yeah, but it's not nearly as good. <laughs> and it's kind of just crazy that it's allowed to be nourishing food and basically be candy I mean, at yeah, the same that's cool. time instead of when you eat candy, it doesn't fucking fill you up. Well, when you it put just makes sh- you feel bad. When you put that shit on it, doesn't it make it no good? I mean, it makes it kind of less good, but like Miss Vegley always used to say, or Mrs. Vegley, if you buy these candy bars from me for half, for double the price, that's what she used to say. No, <laughs> she would say things like, if you need to put butter or cheese on your broccoli or some chocolate in your milk, you're still getting the vitamins. You know, be reasonable, do things in moderation, but. Because you can't, it's like trying to starve yourself, then you're going to fucking gorge. Yeah. So, yeah, in moderation, just make sure you're still eating, you're getting your calcium, make sure you're eating your vegetables. If you have to put some cheese on them, that's fine, but don't not eat your vegetables, basically. So, I think, I could be eating french fries, but instead I'm having a, a baked potato that has more nutrients in it, and it hasn't been deep fried. And yeah, there's butter, but I would be dipping those French fries in something as well. So, I like fries. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> You're you recently? Yeah, we went and you got some chicken Alfredo for dinner, and because you didn't want the side of salad, <laughs> you got waffle fries. So you yeah, were yeah. delivered a plate of waffle fries. And a nice plate of chicken Alfredo with these little <laughs> cheesy baguettes. And it was delicious. <laughs> Moving along to it the next. It should make salad taste better. It ta- I think it tastes delicious. I'm doomed with these taste buds. I need taste bud replacement. Do you think that's a possibility? You also need to change your attitude. No. I think that, that if you change your mindset and you make you force yourself to be more open to things... I don't know. I'm having fun being pretty closed. That's how you find out that you like new things. That's how I keep finding out that I like stuff because I keep forcing myself to try things. That's how you know, baby. <sighs> Sounds horrible. All right. We are going to go into a Timbaland produced song, Dirt Off Your Shoulder, which is the second single the off of the Black Album. A producer, a well-known producer. Is that a shoe? He was. He works with Justin Timberlake all the time. He has put out his own music. He 
He has a sound. He's a producer. He's backed a lot of people. He works with Missy Elliott all the time, for the most part. So he's a has a big hand in like the Missy sound. Interesting. Didn't know this. <laughs> and this, so this is a Timbaland sound, which I do enjoy. I understand it's like a little, you know, kind of cheesier or whatever, because it's more of a pop song. But I love the song. I don't think the song's cheesy. Middle finger to the law, grip on my balls. I don't think it sounds cheesy. I think it sounds a little more uh, aggressive. Here public the no, music is no, aggressive it's got that. the kick drum's dirty dun, dun. i love it timbaland always puts in a deep heavy bass sound usually this is the song where he talks about how he's older and doesn't have chrome on his wheels <laughs> That's what I was talking about earlier. He also talks about cocaine a lot and how he used to sell cocaine, and you can tell that he really misses cocaine. Who doesn't miss cocaine? I love this song. Trying to stretch out the coca. Sound effects and rap music. Like a shuffling deck. All I keep seeing is a, uh, a car no. going down the highway. No! Let me talk! <laughs> no. Uh, not for what I was going to say. No, all I see is like a movie scene where they're scanning across the whole scene and there's like one table is doing something and another table is doing something and another table is doing something. Like they're throwing dice down and the table's like throwing a bunch of drugs down and money down. It's just scanning back and forth. Someone calling you? No. My foot hit this. Me and my beautiful bitch. That's offensive. He and Beyonce were together by now. Yeah, that's offensive. Disagree. And, and I, I mean, he is a very successful, well-respected rapper. I just, his ego annoys me. Even if some, what someone is saying is could be interpreted as factual or if some of the things he says are true about himself his ego annoys me so much that it does kind of turn me off a little bit as long as Weird Al Yankovic is alive no one's the best rapper besides that man Weird Al Yankovic has outrapped anyone he's ever done a rap over It's very interesting that he wrote a song about laundry. Gotta get that dirt off his shoulder. Timbaland. Sounds like someone with really heavy boots stomping through. Like a Frankenstein? Like a ludicrous video. I believe his move, bitch, video. Or maybe, no, maybe it was a different one. I don't remember. He had big ass feet and he would shake the fucking environment. I think I remember what you're talking about. Isn't that video he's got like big head sometimes too? And I don't remember that part. I just remember really big feet. Big extremities. Maybe. Perhaps. It's possible. 
She. Bored? Uh, that song does bore me, yes. You seem a little bored right now. Uh, the last the last two songs, they just, I don't know. The r- when it doesn't have like a soulful groove to it. The radio hits. I'm fucking out. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just lose it. Well, let's find some soul here in Threat. Now what's up, pimp? This Threats. This is Cedric right. the Entertainer. Yeah, I read that today, and I was a little upset that there's not a real man named Threats that they just brought into so the studio. And I, nigga, I'll kill you, I'll chop you up, put you inside the mattress like drug money, nigga. I'm so sincere. That's said multiple times throughout the song, and I love it, though. I'm so sincere. I done told you niggas nine albums, stop fucking with me. And this actually samples an R. Kelly song, and it has R. Kelly, his vocals sampled throughout it. You hear like R&B vocals a little bit, a little like, uh, uh, or whatever, it's R. Kelly. Oh, okay. You dumb shit. Black Warren Buffett. What's up, Sam? I don't know. I don't have many notes for these three songs. I wrote, I wrote bland to me, except for threats. Christina Aguilera. There's, it's just a chunk of this album where I just I didn't have a lot to say about it I still don't have a lot to say about it mm-hmm. Even on this listen And I kind of This is one of those songs where I think it's This is what I was talking about earlier Where it's The subject matter I think is almost underneath him Like he can write about so much Deeper things. I agree. And this is not that. And the only thing I like about it is threats. This guy right here. The song that it samples by R. Kelly is called A Woman's Threat, which is technically R. Kelly. Unless <laughs> you like getting pissed on. He supposedly has some like sex cult. He's got a sex cult? That's what people say. And huh. the people there are willing, but they're young. All young and willing. A young and willing sex cult. I mean, he's like a 50-year-old man. Or, or almost 50. So he shouldn't be fucking around with like 19-year-old women. That's creepy. I mean, it happens, but... They want it. They saw NBA Jam and they were like, I believe I can fly. They saw Space Jam? Yeah. You said NBA Jam. I did? Uh-huh. I played the shit out of that game. <laughs> NBA Jam was a good fucking game. There's a couple games in my life. There we go. Now that I know this is Cedric, it's funnier at the end. Yeah. At the end when he's rambling. Uh-huh. And they probably just said, just go in there and improv. And he was like, okay. So that I like that the end is him trying to improv and he just kind of fucks up. Like, what? Yeah. I fast forwarded a little bit to get to the end of it so we can hear that because it was a weird. You fast forwarded? I didn't notice at all. Because you were talking. So you weren't listening so much. Here it is. I'm not, I'm not really a Cedric fan. 
not really either. I still wouldn't have guessed that this is him because I'm not familiar enough with his voice. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's I can tell Sam is running out. He's just like, ah. I'm so sincere. <laughs> All right, we are. Uh, we're halfway through the album. What what time are we at? We are at like 40, 50 minutes, pretty much. All right, so that's a fair time to take that's a break. A good break time. All right, so we're going to take a break. We're going to do the second half of this album and some extra songs. Powder our nose. Ooh, we're going to get Jay-Z style and shave that coca. I'm going to make some pancakes. Pancakes and go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Pancakes, pancakes. Beautiful. (laughs) All right. Can we just do this whole album in pancake terms? (laughs) I think that's a fair way to do it. So, yeah, let's take a... Let's bounce out and take a break. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by Pulling Out. You're here. I'm here. We're all here because of not pulling out. How many times have you not pulled out? How many children do you have? How many nights of sleep have you lost because of something that is ultimately the result of not pulling out? Is pulling out guaranteeing the desired result? Well, you can still come on the outside, so what are you whining about? Do you want the responsibility that comes with not pulling out? Or would you rather sleep in, avoid social situations, and not have to be the one to fix all of someone else's problems? You've got your own bullshit to worry about. So pull that dick out and come on those tits or ass and live the life you are meant to live. Don't fill or spout. Pull out. This episode is also brought to you by... Greetings. My name is Herschel J. Pinhead, but you may know me simply as Pinhead. I've traded in my chains and hooks for suits and law books. That's right. I've become a lawyer. Demon to some, angel to others. Have you been injured at work? Fired unjustly? Or had a recent run-in with the law? Call me today. I've such rights to show you that you probably aren't exercising. Don't let money or your freedom pass you by. Call me Herschel J. Pinhead today, even from hell. Put your hands up! Put your hands up! Put them up! Touch my cock! Just made my own. We back. We're back, guys. We back. We're back to review the Jay-Z album titled The Black Album. It was called The Black Album? The Black Album. It's about Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. I was going to go Hal from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. 
<laughs> I was not. Jeffering brains. Have you ever seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? I have not. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Yes. Of course I do. I watch I th- watch Mojo lists. <laughs> they tell me about things that exist, but I've never... Just like how you see Hi, the foot hobbling scene from Misery oh, all the time, but I've, you've never I've actually never watched the Misery. movie Misery, which is crazy. You and I have some Stephen King movies to watch. I know what it's about. Yeah, but you've not seen it. Nope. You've not seen the brilliance of Kathy Bates acting and her facial expressions and the sheer terror that someone who is a pretty normal looking lady. <laughs> My blood is chilling at the thought. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. Gee, it's your boy. Jay-Z, we're going to jump back into this album, the Black Album. By Metallica. Wow. Are we going to have two Black Album reviews? No. I will not be bringing that album to the table. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If we do a Metallica album, it's going to be much earlier than that album. So I don't have to worry about sleeping with one eye open and clenching my pillow tight? No. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Wait, Mel Minute. Mel the other day sneezed and it sounded exactly like James Hetfield. He was like, <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Fuck you, Mel. Yeah, fuck you, Mel. Fuck you, Mel. This is Mel's corner. That was Mel's corner. Fuck Mel. Fuck Mel. All right. So getting back into this album with track number eight, Moment of Clarity. And I feel a little clearer after getting. That Melbit out of the way. <laughs> Melbit. Melbit. That sounds like a British boy's name. It's definitely... Melbit, get back here. This. <laughs> Who produced this? Eminem. Oh, of course he did. It sounds exactly like an Eminem song. It does. It sounds like 8 Mile, which yeah. is the guy who worked on 8 Mile with them. It's like just a beat that would fucking play while people freestyle over it. Yeah. It's that stuff that has the sound. It's so simple. It's very dramatic. Repetitive. Uh-huh. Dramatic sound too. But I will say this: these are the songs I like the most on these albums. On uh-huh. this album, is when he's talking about his life again. Yeah. I wrote down. I appreciate songs like this a lot more. I just I think it's interesting that he just chose such a dark sounding beat and track behind to have a song to reflect on. He's got a dark life, I think. So I think it, he probably heard this beat and was like, this is about my life. Yeah, he just usually, even though he'll talk about selling coke and his dad not being around, he has a lot of different references and ways of mentioning Coco. I don't remember what I was saying. What was I saying? I have no fucking Thank you. I don't remember. Eminem. We can go back and listen to I was talking about how he brings up coke, but I don't remember where I was going with it. 
truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense. But I did five I ain't been rhyming like common sense. When your sense got that much That's in common. That's what he talks about. I wish he would rhyme. Your like Talib Common. Sense. Is that him? Wait, isn't this the song where he's talking about dumbing down, right? Important. I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. So I got rich and gave back to me. That's the win-win. So next time you see the homie in his rims spin, just know my mind is working just like them. What I was saying before was usually when he tells his stories about selling coke and his dad not being around, it doesn't usually have such a dark undertone. It's kind of more like fuck you. So this kind of sounds a little more melancholy. Melancholy and like reflecting on it instead of just being kind of like, yeah, this is my story, fuck you. It's, this is kind of like, this is my story. That's kind of how it feels like to me. Like shit's getting serious. I think that comes with the amount of albums he's been doing this. That comes with melancholy more than anger at this point. And he's dead. Isn't he going to just say dad died? dad died. It's like a bittersweet kind of thing. Yeah, like it's not. I don't think he's gonna make a song where he's like, I'm hurting. But I think that there's definitely a reflection in here that just seems a little deeper. So I guess that's why it's weird to me. It's not weird that he would choose music like this to use to reflect over. It's just, it's kind of weird that this sound is coming from Jay Z. Because I think of Jay Z as being more about having a good time and acknowledging shit but still just kind of indulging in how his life has changed with all of his success and how he's great and there's definitely a, a shift an age thing mm-hmm. so that's moment of clarity that's definitely Eminem now you said it I can't I mean I can't believe I didn't think about it but yeah. When you said Eminem, it was very, very obvious. I find I felt like that when I found out that it was Eminem. It was just like, oh, of course it's Eminem. I find that song kind of boring, though. Yeah, I can see why. Nothing really happens. Um, the next song is the third single. I remember when this album premiered on, or an album. I always say the wrong fucking word. When this video premiered on MTV, it was an event because that used to be there used to still be events of when videos were released and it was watch this new video. It's coming out at this time. And I think that people will release things. They'll tell you when to tune in to like when the video will drop on YouTube and shit. I go to my YouTube page and watch my new video. But sorry. I mean, this is like a time when MTV was making big deals out of it. I remember like, they used they to do that with thriller. Michael Jackson yeah, yeah, videos. Yeah. Black and white, you mean. You don't remember Thriller. You no, weren't born no, yet. No, no, I remember when Thriller would be played. 
Oh, they would always yearly, play it around Halloween. Yeah, would be told like it's gonna be on at eight, and they would have the making. Friday. They yeah, would have the yeah. making of too. They'd yeah. play the whole fucking thing, exactly. and it would be an event. Yeah. And I remember, oh man, it used to creep me out, but I, I've always loved it so much. I was like, this is because it looked really good. Yeah, I watched that tape oh, so many times. The we making could, of thriller. We could do an entire episode on the thriller the video thriller? and the making of thriller. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Oh my, yeah, because it goes behind the scenes with the special really effects cool. and shit. John Landis, I, it's action. great. It's really good. That blues zombie guy who's one of my favorite zombies of all time that video is known as being the best music video of all time because in my opinion and a lot of people's opinion it's the best fucking music video of all time and it's a zombie music and video. it looks great to this day the it's zombies. still great it looks creepy it's perfect when that love it one is drooling the blood out of its mouth and it's like black it's like blood. black yeah all right well let's go into 99 problems by jay-z if you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99, 99 problems, problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cast is clean. Is this Kanye? This is Rick Rubin. Oh, oh that makes sense. This is 100% Rick Rubin sound, who's worked with like the Beastie Boys and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gritty, it's heavy. You can kiss my old asshole. Fuck critics. That's us. <laughs> I will not be kissing your whole asshole, Mr. Z. I'll just do like a quarter if I have to. <laughs> Fuckers. I don't know what you take me as, so understand the intelligence that Jay Z has. Rags to riches, kitties. Rags to riches, kitties. I'm gonna try it. When I rap along to songs, if the N word's in there and I'm alone, I will kind of like say it because I don't mean anything by it. I'm just singing along. Um, but now I'm gonna start saying kitties instead. I love this part. I love this song. I'll go ahead and say it. This song is amazing. And the lyrical exchange between Jay-Z and the cop when he gets pulled over is, in my opinion, a fucking brilliant time. And none of these things I'm saying would matter in a real-life situation. That cop would beat me down to the ground and open up my locked trunk. I like the end of this. I passed the bar, but I know a little bit enough that you won't illegally search my shit. Fucking love this song so much. I have just been blasting this song over and over and over again. I love this song. I like the spin around where he's like, all right, well, we're going to bring the dog. And then he's like, ah. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, I know my rights. And he's like, oh, you're so smart. Yeah. And I will be playing it after this. Uh, I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one is from a song called 99 problems by Ice T that came out in 1993. And it's interesting. And I will be playing that next. And oh my goodness, are we all in for a treat? I'm excited for Ice T. Probably more of my wheelhouse. It's really, uh, it's raunchy. Half a mil for bail cause I'm African. Oh, 
was harassing them. Trying to play the boy like he's saccharin. But ain't nothing sweeper, I hold my gun. I got 99 pounds, being a bitch ain't one. Hit me. Are you bored? This is a yeah. checkout song. It sure is. This is. A, I, I love this song. I think this song is great. Because it checks out for me for a few reasons. One, it's the same thing the whole time. Right? Sound. And two, he definitely had a bitch problem. I don't fucking believe him. One ounce. Uh, well, this was before all of that. This was 2003. This is when things were oh, still. What? Huh? Oh, what? With Beyonce. Oh, I wasn't referencing anything. I just don't believe him at all. I think he was. I think he was going like this. Not any problems, guys, but a bitch ain't one. Hold on, I gotta look at my phone. Oh, hold on, I'll be, I'll be there in a half an hour. <laughs> no, bitch. No, guys, I'll be around. I just gotta go down the street for no reason at all. I'll be there in a minute, honey. I think that's what was going on. And then Rick was like, "Look at my beard. I'm Rick Rubin." This beard is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it came from Ice T's 99 Problems. Let's check out Ice T's 99 Problems. Yeah, last year from the album Home Invasion. Home Invasion. Rhyme bag style rapping. It's gross. Wait, he did say two live crew was there, right? Yeah, makes sense. He's, did you hear him say that, that she would suck it off, suck him off, and hold it in her mouth? Come out. And they love me back. 93. Black Magic Era. Oh. No, bitch ain't one. Yeah. Ice. Are we listening to the whole thing? I got a bitch that's old. No, but it was from the chorus. So right before the chorus, he says, I got 99 problems, but a yeah. bitch ain't one. But you were talking a little bit, so you couldn't hear the. I heard him say it. I didn't hear it so much because you were talking. I was listening to you. I stopped. I thought when I read, because I read something about that earlier, I thought that he was, the song was opposite. That all of his problems were bitches, that the Ice-T song was like that. But I misread. All right. So we are going to go into public service announcement right after 99 Problems. Uh this is technically an interlude. This is the only interlude that I actually enjoy thoroughly as a song. Uh, and apparently this ranks very high in his catalogs as music catalog per fans. Isn't it still like two minutes? It's all right under three minutes. I so. song by that point. You know, in my this opinion. Is a public service announcement sponsored by this Jeff is huge during his live shows. And this is not a real speech. This is the producer. That was Martin Luther King. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me 
CEO of the ROC hoes. Fresh out the frying pan into the fire, I be the music man's number one supplier. Fly it in a piece of paper, bearing my name. Got the hottest chick in the game, wearing my chain. That's right, hoes. Beyonce. It's like official by then. Yeah. No one could do it better. I check cheddar like a food inspector. My homie Strick told me, dude, finish your breakfast. There it is. More breakfast. I don't know. That was the one, but I couldn't remember. It wasn't 99 Problems. It was that. I'm trying. You said Lexus. No, wait. I'm sorry. Inspector. Inspector and breakfast. I don't know about you, but that doesn't rhyme. Inspector breakfast. Should have said inspectors. When we go eat breakfast. Da 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 da. Inspector breakfast. Da 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 da. Da da. I thought that this was Miss Elliot, but this is that fucking guy again, the producer, fucking with his voice. But it sounds exactly like Miss Elliot. Sounds like a lady. I'm gonna look up his name because I mentioned him earlier. But I already forgot his name. His name is Producer Joe. Just Blaze. Oh, it's that guy again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Blaze. Of course. Say it at the end. Is this one another song where you check out? I pretty much have checked out on this album by this point. Nothing in my world, all the hooks happen at the beginning. Like all the classic soul hooks. I get a little hooks later. By now, I'm just gonna watch them. In my mind, just the same. Same kind of flow. Not the same music, but the same kind of flow for the past four, five, six songs. Well, that's the only interlude that I really thoroughly enjoy. And I really enjoy it a lot. I believe that it was included along with another music video. Like, maybe at the end of 99 Problems. Huh. Or something like that. Or the music was just included somewhere else in another music video that he did. For the music, I do like that organ sound, though. It's got like a weird, like almost old blues mm-hmm. organ sound to it. it. Sounds like a dirty song. I don't know. It's just the rhyming, like Christina Aguilera. By this point, dirty. I just, I just lose lose it. My brain just shuts you down. You lose yourself in the music, the moment. I'm gonna start thinking about the a thousand other things. Eight Mile <laughs> song. All right. Well. Let's go into Justify My Thug and get this over with Justify for you. Justify My Thug. Which samples a Madonna song, Justify My Love. Oh, really? Yeah, it's terrible. Her, she just talks to the whole thing. I don't like Madonna. I like maybe two songs by her, but I don't like... Eh, maybe three. So maybe only two. I don't know. I'm not a Madonna fan. I thought this part sounded like a Nine Inch Nails 
uh, sample. I think this sounds very 1996, but I read something that there were plans for this album in 96, but things were put on the back burner. I don't know if it, I think it was maybe working with a specific person. This entire album? Because he wouldn't have had this perspective in 1996, because his first album came out in 93. Oh, yeah. I believe. I need to start living my life like that. How so, Sam? Right. Do things, adult do things that I don't demand of myself, which is not much, so I'll never be disappointed. <laughs> I don't. You don't ask people to do things that you wouldn't do for yourself. I don't really demand loyalty. Whatever. You don't? That's fucking weird. I mean, with friends. That Seems was better. Stuff. Seems like it has better coverage now. Yeah. Oh, bing. Bang. But that's all from the Madonna song. Oh, really? It's not Madonna. It's someone different doing it, but... But it's part of that song regardless. Yeah. Is this one of those songs where they use the sample or they recreated it? I think they recreated it. But no, because, I mean, it says the sample, but it doesn't sound exactly like her. So maybe they just messed with her voice quite a bit because she does have a writing credit. And so does Lenny Kravitz. What? So I don't know if he worked on that song with her. Lenny? <laughs> Lenny, dick hanging out of my leather pants, Kravitz? Oh, yeah. Split your leather pants, flop out your pee-pee. So all the girls can see-see. <laughs> and the fellas, too. The thing was... It, it was like Kamaconda status. I'm not really a fan of this song. I think that it's it sounds rough. It's kind of hard to listen to. I'm kind of annoyed by it. It's one of those lazy songs I was talking about earlier. It's just the, the lyrical content. For, I figured out while I was writing notes that the lyrical content really makes me like the song a lot. Yeah. Like if it's just about fucking non, like, I don't want to say nonsense, but just over cliched. Flashy lifestyle and yeah. like violence or whatever. Just I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. I just find myself getting really bored. When you talk about how you had to sell coke for a while and then change that, and then it got better in the rap game. Then I'm like, oh yeah, tell me more, tell me more. I want to just about, I don't know, the flashy talk. Yeah. Old for me real fast. This song just is gross to me. I don't like it. It's dirty, it's gross. Sounds icky. I don't think the music hook is good enough to be playing the whole fucking time. As it's well. like a club hit, and I am not interested in club music at all. That's You nailed that. It's perfect. It is like a club hit. And that is not our fucking Ugh, style. Not even a little bit. So when people are like, you don't like dubstep? God, uh, no. Fucking just turn around and walk away because we're not going to have a good conversation and someone's going to get offended and it's probably not going to be me. <laughs> we just get angry. <laughs> no, because it just goes straight to like, 
I don't understand going to a concert and just watching someone with a fucking laptop. It's about the ecstasy. <laughs> and uh, the light show and yeah, just repetitive. I mean, you put on a like, great light show. Just it's the high pitched sounds and the Oh, you don't do well just, with crazy sounds either. No. So I can't I get weird. We've already talked about how I get like tired from hearing loud music. But yeah, there are certain frequencies and things. Because I can definitely hear frequencies that Sam hasn't because I don't have hearing damage like he does. So yeah, I can yeah. I can hear high frequencies that he cannot and sounds that will make me feel physically ill. And I'll be fine. I'm just like, don't you hear that? Nope. Which I think is my advantage because the aliens are going to take over using a sound wave and they're all going to send us high pitch out. And only deaf people and people with hearing damage like me are just going to be like, why are you guys holding your heads? So when... It's Gabriel, right? The angel that comes back uh, in Revelations when he comes and blows his horn and they take he takes the Christians up to heaven. And then there are however many years. Isn't it like six or seven years or some fucking amount of time? I thought you at least knew some of the stories. Nope. Um, I know about Hellraiser Revelations if you want to talk about that. But there <sighs> is a period of time of hell on earth. And oh, you can still repent and whatnot within that time because there will be a return a after return. this. So people who have basically earned it, this is per the Christian Bible um, and the movie Left Behind starring Kirk Cameron, whom I'm a huge not fan of. Um, I've spoken out against Kirk Cameron a lot because I think his he's name. really annoying and he is supremely up his own ass. What? His name is Mike Seaver. Mike Seaver is the man. His name is it's Mike, Mike Seaver! I can't believe I remember Mike Seaver's name. So the idea is that there yeah, is a, a period of life of hell on earth and then a second chance of resurrection, basically. And then after that is when you go to where you're supposed to and the earth is destroyed. What does this have to do with my hearing damage and the aliens taking over? Because the angel that's supposed to come down and blow the horn, do you think, oh, you think that's that, going to be the high pitch? Do you think that people? Yeah, I assume that it would be a frequency that even Kenneth? deaf deaf people would be able to hear it. Do, are, do you only get? Or do you think to, you would immediately regain your hearing? Do you only get to go if you hear the horn? Yeah, he, he apparently only the people are supposedly. I'm not apparently. This is, isn't proven, but supposedly. Oh, it's science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, supposedly only true Christians will hear the horn and rise, and everyone else will be like, "What the fuck is going on?" In that case, I assume it bypasses ear problems and deafness. Kind of like the show The Leftovers, which you did not see. Oh, fuck. It's a show on HBO, so highly recommended. It's done by the people who did Lost. It does not have a satisfying uh, ending, but that's kind of the point. It only had three seasons. It should have been longer. Justin Thoreau is in it. It's fantastic. I highly suggest The Leftovers to you. That's and my I, little tiny review of The Leftovers. And I enjoy to eat leftovers, so I also... Recommend leftovers to All you. All right. So after Justify My Thug, we are going to jump 
into the second and last song produced by Kanye West on the album Lucifer. God damn it! You like it? Yes, the other song I like the music. Uh huh. There's again. There's a reason why people love Kanye. I kind of knew that though since I heard that. Yeah. It samples a reggae song called Chase the Devil, which I will be playing the little snippet that they did. I'm very interested in that. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy this song a lot. It's very groovy. I clicked back in on this song because the music is interesting. Uh huh. So I was. Showed back in on it. The disappointment that you like the Kanye songs is intriguing to me. I'm not shocked that many people can create music instrumentation that I enjoy. I guarantee if I heard Kanye rap, I'd be like, fucking kill me. Because I don't, I don't know. It's not my thing anyway. I know this probably isn't the time nor place to bring this up, but um, for some reason I'm in the mood to go bowling. I love bowling. Would you be interested in going bowling later? Tonight? Yeah. Is it open? Yeah, Greensburg. Oh, yeah. We're going to go bowling, guys, and I highly suggest that you go bowling and bring back bowling because it's fun, it's active, it's competitive, and it's very frustrating sometimes. Bowling rules <laughs> in many ways than one. I have no idea what this song means, but I really like it. Yeah, I read the lyrics and I don't remember what it's about. It just didn't really stick with me. It was kind of. Yeah. Just didn't soak in. I think it's about him pushing his devils down and changing his stuff because it's like, get my life together. You know, not everybody's got devils and demons. You gotta get them devils out. Get them devils out. Lucifer, Lucifer. Do you think Kanye West is actually a Satan worshiper? Well, people do say that Jay-Z and Kanye and Beyonce are in the Illuminati. And there's a song on this album where he says something about seeing a triangle after like getting so much success or something. Oh, shit. So there have been things that have been dropped that make people think that. I'm gonna chase you out of earth. Sorry, I had it lined oh, up for man. next, so I'm going to do that again. I forgot that that was going to just go into it next. But yeah, that's what it sampled. Here you go. Here we go. By Rax. Rax? It's by Titties? It's by Rax. It's by Max Romeo. What year? I think it's 1973. Let me look real ah, quick. Ah, the 1994 of the 70s. 1976. Ah, the 1994 of the 70s. Lucifer, son of the morning, so I'm gonna chase you out of earth. 
Ert. Because their version sounds like a girl, a woman. I don't think it does. I think it just sounds like a higher pitched. I thought it was a woman the whole time. Man, a, uh, a tenor. Are tenors higher than, yeah, tenors are higher than baritones. Yes. So, yeah, a tenor. Jamming. Jamming. So this is what Kanye chose. Are we going to hear him say it again? I'm a white boy from Indiana. I say Earth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Lucifer, Kanye West. You like it? You like it? I like it? the music, yeah. You like it? All right. Second to last track on... I got a question. Okay. Before we move on. Does he rap more like Kanye West on those tracks, too? No. Okay. I didn't know. Because I've been told, like, Dr. Dre, when he works with people, producers, he tends to rap at, like, more in their style. Yeah. And write in their style. And I don't know if he was doing the same thing here. Not to my knowledge. No. That's just what I've been told. But I don't really know. I've not listened to them side by side. I could yeah. be completely wrong. And yeah. I, I take full responsibility for being completely wrong. <laughs> Have you ever listened to a full Kanye West album? Not album, no. Gotcha. But I have liked songs by him in the past. I've never listened to a full Kanye West song. All right. Let's go into the second to last song on the album called Allure. The Neptunes are back. Oh, we got Pharrell. Pharrell is definitely back. Once again, it's Pharrell, which he earlier called him for real. Pharrell's for real. Hey, I'm not a fan of those ridiculous gun sounds because it's throughout the song. This music is very soulful. Uh-huh. Laid back. It's very Pharrell. Pharrell kind of has this laid back sound because Justin Timberlake also will work with Pharrell and his songs have more of a sound like this minus the gunshots. The gunshots are awful they're not good they're unneeded I mean I know why they're in there because the song's about the allure of the street life and the allure of breaking the law and the allure of that whole lifestyle so I understand maybe every once in a while put one in there but it's too distracting maybe 
Stop shaving coat. Stay away from Stop shaving coat. Pharrell. You think he was, uh. Think he was mixing his stuff with baby laxatives? Like he said, talk about selling crack earlier, so yeah, there was a mix. Um, one thing that's interesting and unexpected, really surprising to me when I read it, is that as of 2012, so this came out, you know, nine years after this came out, this was Jay-Z's favorite Jay-Z song. I don't know if it still is, six years later, but he said that he thought that this, he feels that this is his best or at least his song that he's made that still speaks to him the most and speaks him the best. Huh. It is more about his feelings about things and not, you know, it is about gangster life and things like that, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not even bragging either. It's no. just talking about how he just still got this attraction to that thing and that they still in his blood still in his blood and I think he talks about how like the adrenaline of that lifestyle is unmatched by anything else I don't know if it is a song but I know there's a song on this album where he talks about that feeling is unmatched by anything else according like to doing drugs I'm sorry like smoking weed it doesn't uh-huh. get in there or anything like that yeah the, according to Genius that this it ruminates on the old high of dealing yeah yeah ounces of coke there you go do you think he had a think he had a little bit of it himself coke the product yeah oh guaranteed he talks about how he did coke all the time and sold it he got down he lived he only blinks twice in life. After he smokes that blueberry sky, he does. One, two. Hey, Jay-Z, why are your eyes red? Is he been smoking weed? No, I blinked twice and they've been open ever since. You're kind of freaked out. No, I'm, no, no, I'm just hanging out on the blueberry sky. <laughs> He doesn't give a shit. He's like, fuck yeah, smoke that blueberry sky. I'm holding my eyes open as long as I can. Oh, boy. All right, I think I'm just going to let this roll into the last track. I blinked twice. I'm not surprised. I'm going to let this roll into my first song, which is the last song on the album, which is supposed to be kind of touching more on his original roots in music. So it has like an older Jay-Z Reasonable Doubt sound from what I've read. Oh look, we just jumped over to it. I didn't have the patience. (laughs) This is a biggie interview on MTV. I like what he says in there. Just treat everything like it's the first with that excitement that you first had don't get jaded on it pretty much which is kind of the antithesis of this album it's the last one I feel like <laughs> this has influenced Rhymebag why it sounds like 
think so? Oh yeah, I feel like I've heard a Rhymeback song that sounds kind of like this. I'm sure he likes Jay-Z. I'll have to ask him. That's how schoolboy got whipped and got left on some chest. Me, myself, and I on some true boy shit. Had a voice to a play. I like the verses a lot, but the choruses remind me of J Rock from the Trailer Park Boys. Oh, I'm excited now. Do you not remember this song? I do, but I gotta listen to it with. This is a song I wrote down. I think it's funny when rappers that can't sing try to like add a little note singing at the end of words, uh-huh. and it always sounds really bad. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Uh-huh. This. Like there's a later thing where he does it even more. You got it, dude. And you're just like, whoa. <laughs> oh. Had, right. should have had someone else do that little singing part. Yeah, this is supposed. This is him signing out of his retirement album. Do you think he never had any intention of stopping? Yes. I do. I mean, I think he maybe planned on taking a little bit of a break, but this album came out. I think he knew it was going to be big, and he planned on going on tour to promote this album, is what I read. But then did that collaboration album. Didn't, I mean, he he just didn't go away and came back three years after this. So two years after releasing the album with Linkin Park. He didn't tour on this album? He did. This was supposed to be his last album, and then he was going to tour to promote it and then stop. Okay. But then... You weren't saying that he didn't tour. No, he he was supposed... He toured and didn't stop working. So he was supposed to stop, but then I don't know if all of a sudden someone was just like, or Linkin Park got a hold of them, or he got a hold of them, who was just like, hey, I like your music. Because there's a reason why they were put together. But I don't know, because whoever did it had to have gotten the tracks. I mean, they performed it, and there's even a video of one of the songs that he did with Linkin Park, of him... The dog peed on homie's leg and shit at his crib. Uh, but he performed it with Pearl Jam Live. Well, it's common fact that Chester Bennington and Jay-Z grew up together on the streets. And they told each other when they were like Jay-Z grew up in Chicago. No, Brooklyn, baby. Isn't that where Lincoln Park is from? Lincoln Park, Chicago, I assume. No, that's not where Chester Bennington's from. Where is he from, your He's asshole? From Brooklyn. On the same block as Jay-Z. When they were 11, they cut each other's hands with bottles, and they were like, we promised to make an album with each other. Oh, and they, they put their hands the blood together. together. And then they both got famous. They both got AIDS, and then they both got famous. Both for some reason. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I would much rather listen to Jay-Z than listen to Lincoln Park, so you know. Huh? I would much rather listen to Jay-Z than listen to Lincoln Park. I'm surprised, honestly. I can't fucking stand Lincoln Park. Huh. I, just, I think, think it's because people look at me and they go, Oh, you like metal? Oh, Lincoln Park's the best, right? And I'm like, Ugh. It disturbs the best, isn't it? Ugh. I do want to hear his sign-off. Hey, I might even have me a cappuccino. Fuck it. I'm going somewhere nice with no mosquitoes.
He said he's gonna be. He's gonna go goth. He's gonna go goth. It's your boy. <laughs> it's gonna go goth. I thought he said I'm gonna go golf. Uh oh. What I are couldn't you? get it to uh -oh stop. About. Uh oh. All right, so the album's over, Sam. It's your boy. It's, it's your boy. boy. I'm gonna play because it started to play a little bit on accident. We are gonna go into the first collab song between Jay Z and Lincoln Park. This is a mix I'll be up. Back. <laughs> I think that this is worth saying. If I didn't share these, people would have been like, "Oh man, you should have." Yeah. I want to hear them. So too. it's gonna have to happen. It's. I don't you know. Think... I like watching train wrecks. Let's do this. And mashups are interesting, and especially when it's a train wreck. So here is a uh, from Collision Course. The Jay-Z and Linkin Park mashup album. Here is Numb and Encore. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. He didn't redo the vocals. They just took the track. Linkin Park is singing. Yeah. There were things that were changed. Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound the same flow. It doesn't have that yeah. old Kanye yeah, taste where like he puts old songs. Kanye does often put old songs. Good. Sample old songs. Except for when he does an Otis Redding song, Try a Little Tenderness. It's the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I just want you to hear it does we do have to sit through two verses of this but it does switch over to Lincoln Park so I think it's just fair to uh, make everyone sit through this because it's not good I'm not I don't like it at all it's gonna do the thing it's gonna do the uh... wrong song now, this is numb. I've become so numb. Look what you made me do. Look what I made Wait. for you. Knew if I came yeah, I don't know what numb is. I thought it was. You don't know what numb is. You just know how to feel. <laughs> yes. Emo fuck. I was so brooding. Perfect time to say goodbye. When I come back like joy, we're in the four five. It ain't to play games with you. It's the aim with you. What about Linkin Park was Jay Z like? Yes. And I don't understand. I see it the other way. Mm -hmm. Linkin Park to Jay Z. I don't see the Jay Z to Linkin Park. And agreeing to do it and putting out an album together—it's fucking weird. Unless it was just. <laughs> I know I'm such a fucking grouch, but this is fucking awful. Oh yeah. And the fact that you have not heard this before is a joy to me that I can hear, watch you hear this for the first time. <laughs> See the misery of it. Especially finding out how much you hate Lincoln Park. Oh, I can't stand it. Alright, I did know this song. Jay-Z does come back. It's weird. Hey, Jay-Z, come back. 
We need you. <laughs> okay, I kind of don't want to hear Daisy come back because it's, I it's don't just. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to stop that. And then there is one more track that they did together. And this is the last song that we will be playing for you and that I will be playing for you, Sam. This is Dirt Off Your Shoulder mixed with... I ordered a Frappuccino. Where's my fucking Frappuccino? Lying from you. This is a Lincoln Park song? Lying away from you, is that what it's called? You know, I think you know this song. Lying from you. I'm lost on this one. Oh, wow. I don't know this like a park song at all. Huh? This is a like a park song. This is a this is a mashup. This is what I think that they may have worked on specifically to mash up as well. I think I figured it out. Jay-Z went to Lincoln Park because Lincoln Park is a huge fucking seller. And he wanted to get more coverage? Yes. That makes sense. That way he can they were make- huge in that, at the time, in 2003. Lincoln Park? Yeah. I know plenty of people who fucking love Lincoln Park. Yeah. It's just everything I can't stand. <laughs> Well, no one has to worry about Chester Bennington anymore. I was waiting for the crass joke eventually. I do like that they kept it heavy because I like that the song, uh, the original version, has very heavy music, but I don't dig the sound at all. No. This is like a techno sound. Uh huh. Yeah. It's not my style. I just want you to hear when it goes into the Lincoln Park song since you don't think that you know it. Come on, Lincoln. Let's get to the park. What's happening? What? This is what I'm supposed to recognize? Coming. Chester Bennington is so fucking goofy to me. You know the song. Never heard this in my life. Serious? When I hear Lincoln Park, I shut the fuck off. I've never heard this ever. I was lucky until today. <laughs> that sounds. See, that pisses me off because Chester Bennington could have been in a band and streamed like that, <laughs> and not doing this rap stuff and have somebody else writing lyric or well, someone else guitars is behind him. No, I know the other guy raps. But he I know you mean. Should have been in another band and just been like <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> 
but there's me not liking popular things. <laughs> yeah. It's fair to not like the sound, though. The sound is not enjoyable. The Lincoln Park sound is so corny to me. It's so corny, and it sounds very simple. Like, it's a simple program with simple sounds. But it's just that Chester Bennington can hit notes. He's he can. A, he was a very powerful singer, and it, that's what really sold the band, I think. He could hit notes, and he could do it in a scream. Bitch! Bitch! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He could. He still. It was like, yeah. I can't fucking do it. Oh, so man. kudos to him on that. But yeah, it seems Lincoln Park to me is a band that hands out glow sticks, hair gel, uh, chain wallets, <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know. I just. just it's not for my tastes. That's fair. Not begrudging anyone who does like it. No, it's totally fair. But it's not for it's, my taste. It's totally okay. It's so it's all right. It's totally fine. It's it's good. Are you doing apologetic um, abused woman? No, no, it's really okay. I don't I don't want to talk about it, but it's all totally right. fine. Huh? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. You gotta make some baked potatoes. I'm sorry for everything I did. I'm really sorry. Okay, so you we have some questions to go over. I flinched. I flinched. I swear, I flinched. <laughs> it's your question time. It's time for some questions right, and some answers. Questions. It's Michelle's question time. She's got questions and I'm going to try it rhyme. It's question time. What you got for me? Question time. What you got for you? <laughs> I have to explain to you why I chose this. That's a killer vocal fry. Um, oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know something wasn't right here? That wasn't bad at all. Oh, baby, baby, I shouldn't have let you go. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sorry. You put the finger up at everything. (laughs) I did. It really helps. I don't know what it is. It fucking helps. And maybe because I really learned how to, I I got some of my my rhythm and my blues from Mariah Carey songs and listening to like Christina Aguilera and shit in my teen days and... They all do the finger. They throw the fucking hand up and they feel it. And I do that sometimes and it helps. I don't know why. There's something about moving part of your body in another way that will help you hit a note that you just couldn't hit before. You're operating yourself like a theremin. (laughs) I wish I could make those awful fucking sounds that just sound like a screaming woman. So I chose this. and, And people, if you listen to the last episode, you're kind of aware of why I may have chosen this. Um... I personally chose this because I wanted to be a little harsher on Sam. I wanted him to kind of feel my pain, <laughs> and I think that it fucking worked. <laughs> so it, it that's, did a little, yeah. That's why I did it. Um, Revenge when, was your motive. I just wanted it. I felt like it was harder. Like you, we had said it was. It was harder on me so i needed to do something kind of fair and not just be super nice because there's a lot of music that i like that i know that you will fucking hate but there's a lot of music that you like and i mean sure i could be reviewing we could be reviewing david bowie we could be reviewing fucking frank zappa and i'm not saying that we won't but there are there are all kinds of albums and artists that we agree on 
But if we just have a There's fucking a, fun fest, it's going to get boring for people. There's a sleuth of music that we do not share with each other. A sleuth of artists. Yeah, but I'm saying taste. that there's yeah, they're stuff that we you. do. So if we get too into that. Totally agreeing with Then you. it's just going to get stale for people. Yes. If it's just always like, this is great. This is awesome. I love this. You need a little bit of friction where someone's just like, no, I kind of tune out or I fucking hate the voice. I think that the person rapping or singing is not good. So I think that I wanted to throw that in the, into the mix. And I think I got the reaction out of you Too that expensive. I expected when I gave it to you. Uh, you were you said that you had a tightness in your chest. That's what I expected. <laughs> so um, what was your judgment prior to listening to it? Nervousness? You didn't listen to it nearly as much, so you definitely, there was like a, there's something in you, or did you listen to it the first day? Well, we also got started a day later than usual. Yeah, we did actually both start at the same day. You just didn't listen to it throughout. And we're also recording a day earlier than usual. Yeah, this is a little shorter of a week for you. had two days shorn off, so that didn't help the, I would have listened to it more then. We've also had longer, and uh, this, it was planned for us to do it earlier, a couple days ago, so you've had time to listen to it. You just could have, yeah. But I think the two days off also didn't help. But my initial reaction was, ah, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I say that's pretty fair. How many times did you actually listen to it? Counting during the podcast? No. Three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I don't have a number. I listened to it a lot. I didn't listen to the whole thing a lot. But I listened to the whole thing probably five times or so. Um, but I would listen to specific songs that I enjoy just oh, yeah. over and over again. And You were yeah, jamming. I would fucking jam out because there's some songs that I really love on this album. Um, it's time to get to the least and most favorite songs. I usually go first, so I'm going to make you go first on this. What is your absolute... Least favorite song on the entire album. My least favorite song on the entire album is Change Clothes. Change Clothes. Yeah. The one that I've been singing all week because it's been in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it just seems like sexy, the one that's... Sexy. The money grabber. The easiest. I don't know. The doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. It just has no weight. That sounds pretty far real. No weight to it at all. And that's what I liked about Jay-Z, this Jay-Z album when I did like it was the weight of things. Because mm-hmm. there's songs that I felt on this album. that, Like when he was talking, I felt it. I didn't just, it wasn't just hearing him say words. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I feel that struggle. Especially uh-huh. in that first song when he's talking about his dad and like the pain of my dad leaving. Yeah. Couldn't match the pain of that my mom would from hitting me. Yeah. I was like, that is a very good line that mm-hmm. made me feel something. Yeah. None of that happens in change clothes. I, that's totally fair. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. My choice for least favorite is it's almost a tie between two. Cause there are two songs that I really don't like. Yeah. Like, oh, you kinda, don't like, yeah. Like really don't like on this album. Um, so I will give my second to least favorite because I feel like I need to mention Justify My Thug. 
I think is awful. <laughs> fucking that's in the lower ranks awful. for sure for me too. But my least favorite is Moment of Clarity, and that's the one with the Eminem beat. That's the one that's really dark sounding, uh, and then I this moment of clarity. Yeah, I started getting bored on that. But it's really it kind of teeters back and forth between that and Justify My Thug because I'm Justify My Thug is awful. Um, but Moment of Clarity, I just didn't feel it. It was just kind of dark for me. It kind of felt more like a 50 Cent song. Oh, really? I don't know anything about 50 Cent, so. Uh, yeah, I, that was. That's interesting to hear you say that still. So, it, I mean, and I liked 50 Cent at the time. I liked, like, a couple songs that he had out, but I don't like this sound. This sound is something that I don't feel connected to. The Like, the Eminem beat, the dark, gritty, like, uh-huh. deep uh, street stuff. Yeah. I just can't connect to it. So. I was going to ask. But Justify My Thug is obnoxious. I was going to ask, with the moment of clarity, it's got a bigger sound, like a dramatic sound to it. Yeah. Do you think that turns you off? Like the, Do you think that's like. I think the so. The overdramaticness but, of it makes it boring almost. But all. Yeah. But all I hear when it starts is I can. I feel like I'm watching 8 Mile. <laughs> when you told me Eminem, it's totally. That it's dripping with the eight mile feel, that eight mile aesthetic. I can see stocking caps, I can see grays and blues, uh, nighttime under street signs or street lights. Yeah, (laughs) wet, everything's wet. Okay, (laughs) and uh, favorite song. I am surprised that you said that though. I wasn't gonna, I wouldn't have put that as one of the songs that was in the contender for that. Oh, it's very interesting. Uh, what is your favorite song? Oh, fuck, my favorite song? I think that my f- favorite song is probably... favorite song? It's probably going to have to be What More Can I Say? Interesting. For a couple reasons. Go on. One, it's the beginning of the album, so my interest is still held. Mm-hmm. So it's stuck in my head a little bit more. Two, that guy's singing. Yes. I just like the way it sounds. And the Busta Rhymes reference as well? Busta Rhymes reference. <laughs> he coughs. Is this the thing where he coughs at the beginning? Uh, oh. <laughs> is that this song? Maybe. Uh, that's funny to me. But if I had to pick up a second one, I would probably choose uh, Lucifer just because of that the sound. Groove. Yeah, yeah. It's got a good groove. Uh, Lucifer was a song I was not very familiar with because I was not familiar with this entire album before this, but there are some songs that I've really enjoyed listening to, and Lucifer is one of those songs. But um, 99 Problems is just always going to be my favorite song. I, I've just been listening to it over and over again. I know almost every fucking word in it, uh-huh. and it is just a jammer for me. And I think that the lyrics are so good, especially the conversation between Jay-Z and the cop. I think it's fucking smart writing, and I really like it. And she like asshole kissing, <laughs> and it mentions you as a critic. Fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. <laughs> but he says if you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Um, I do usually like his lyrics, so I'm okay with that. I, do, I just don't like I when do he not rhymes. Press fast forward. I don't like when he rhymes breakfast with things unsuccessfully. What about so. when he rhymes breakfast with things? With, with things. Jesus. With Jesus. I'm abandoning what I was going to say. <laughs> what more can you say? <laughs> I think I would like 99. I think I I think I had a disservice to songs, some certain songs 
in that I had to listen that I was listening to it in an album format. I might like certain songs better. Uh, removed. Removed and just played for me in the midst of other things. Like I have a feeling I would like ninety nine problems a lot more if I wasn't already tired. Well, the video uh is black and white. It's interesting. He gets shot at the end <gasps> as well. So it's supposed to be controversial. Jeez. They it's not something I think it was taken out of like regular rotation oh, no. on MTV. Oh no. Jay's got shot. So that is my favorite song. I originally, how did I originally feel about this? Um, I mean, I've had access to this album, but I have never, I have never bought it, but I've only really sought out the uh, radio hits. Uh Uh-huh. Which were? Which, again, were Change Closed First was the first single. Dirt Off Your Shoulder was the second single. And the third single is 99 Problems. I can see Dirt Off Your Shoulder being... Change Clothes makes no sense to me being a single. Especially being the first single. And there was the most space from between those singles being released. Between the first and second Oh, one. really? And then it was just a month between Dirt Off Your Shoulder and 99 Problems. Dirt Off Your Shoulder is a fucking much better song uh-huh. than Change Clothes. Yeah, I agree. Much better. Especially to put out as a single. I'm sure that gets a dance floor... Fucking moving. Dirt off your shoulder. People love dirt off your shoulder. Yeah, that's I'm sure a, it fucking I think that song is fucking empowering and energizing. Off. Dirt off your shoulder is. Sure, pops off. If you're feeling like a pimp, go and brush your shoulder off. If I don't feel like a guy who sells ladies, but I'm feeling pretty confident, I'll still brush my shoulder off. <laughs> um. So I don't have any original feeling about it because I. Wasn't, but I mean, when I started listening to it, I I thought that some songs were rough, and I still, I mean, I songs I will pick songs out of here. I will probably myself not listen to the album again. Oh, okay, yeah. Would you ever listen to this again? No, I'm not surprised. Um, we don't have to hang out in that too much. I think you've explained that before. I'll say this: I am to a point where I wouldn't be annoyed mm-hmm. if someone put it on. There's a point in my life, and I'm sure still many artists, where I would sit in a car and stew, like, oh my god, I want to fucking die. Uh-huh. I don't think I'd be like that anymore. Yeah. And I'm sure people would be like that in my car, too, when I'm listening to fucking like Napalm Death. Oh my god, I want to fucking die. Yep. Yeah. So, I think I'm past, I'm way past that on Jay-Z, but I have a feeling Jay-Z is also a lot better than... He's easier. I think he's easier to take in than oh, some really? than uh, some other people. But yeah. you know, we'll see. Whatever, because I have yeah more ideas for the future. I have I have two rap album or one rap album that I'm gonna put to the now in the span one day. Just waiting for it. So I actually forgot and closed this down, but I need to pull this up again. I we asked for reviews. And ratings, and we do have some, um, but we've only received one new one, one review for the podcast since the last episode. Uh, So I'm going to read that one review, and that is from a lovely lady named Ann Pratt. Her review consists of this. These are goddamn hilarious. I enjoy the variety of music you pick, and the commentary cracks me up. Tool scope. Oh, and the commercial breaks make you pee yourself. 
I love well, I think it may make you pee yourself. So I have to that may matters, but it might make you pee yourself. I love all this music and I like to hear your perspective. Kudos. So if you guys want to hear a review read, if you want to just write some really crazy message to us, if you just want to be like Fuck you, you crazy people. I want to like sit on your faces and poop in your eyes so you can't see what you're doing and ever make a podcast again. I will fucking read that. That's that's what I want. I'll probably even share it with people because I'll think it's hilarious. So please just let us have it in good and bad ways. We appreciate everyone who has already said things like you guys are funny uh we recommend this this is a cool concept things like that um we We, appreciate you i haven't seen anything negative and i'm upset at that i'm surprised i'm not upset i I am i am glad that that the people who are listening seem to like it um you know because there are going to be people who are probably just not going to say anything but tell us do it and say something to us call me ugly (laughs) call me dumb Say, I hate the way you guys sound and how you lose your train of thought because you guys have dumb brains. Dumb I do have a dumb brain. Sam. It Michelle. Is, <laughs> it is yes. time. For what, dinner? Almost. Sweet. It's time for you to tell me what is the next thing to review. Well, it's time to go down that metal road, baby! Because we're listening to... Judas Priest, motherfuckers! That's right, Rob Halford coming your way. <laughs> the album is called Painkiller. I almost forgot what it was called. Painkiller from Rob Halford. Or not from Rob Halford, but Rob Halford is still in Judas Priest at this point. So that's your next album. All right. It's got to be full of high voices and a man who loves the penis. That that sounds fair. <laughs> uh, and leather. Until next time, Sam. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, froze. I, was, I thought music was gonna start, and I was gonna start making dumb, something dumb. Oh well. But I then mean, when the music didn't start, I can, froze. You can be dumb all you like want. Like a walleye but fish. Just. <gasps> Say, where the hell's a 54 miles per hour zone? Thanks for listening, guys. Let us know what you think. Tell your friends, motherfuckers. And I know my rest, so you gon' need a warrant for that. Some type of law or something, somebody in part or something. I'd love this song. Damn it. Good. Bye. Bye.